Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Welcome to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's adults striving for the best in senior living. I'm Bill Corbett, manager of Evergreen Crossing's Independent Senior Living and author of the book, The 2.0 Entrepreneur. And I'm Hollis Hartman, sales director for Harbor Chase of Evergreen Walk, which is assisted living and memory care. We're sitting down with industry area subject matter experts to find out what they've learned along the way. And when we learn these things, we like to pass them on and share them with our listenership who are made up of a lot of seniors living the best of their of their life right now or families who have seniors. What uh, What's going on in your community this week? This week at Harbor Chase, we have a program presented by Zapiga Daily Pope and Perry, which is on the 27th on Wednesday at 6 o'clock, and it's entitled Probate, It's Not a Dirty Word, and presented by Jeffrey Rivard. So it should be very interesting and something that people should really come and listen to. Interesting. At our community, we're getting ready for the Derby. Have you ever been to the Derby, Hollis? Absolutely not, but I'd love to go. <laughs> uh, we were there during the pandemic and didn't get to see the Derby, unfortunately, but uh, we're getting ready for a Derby-themed happy hour that's coming up in early May, and our happy hours are usually held on Fridays, and they have a good time. All right, let's get to what we're talking about today. Um, not everyone is going to admit it. However, deep down inside of all of us, there is a slight fear of aging, Not necessarily about dying, but about the journey to getting older. If you're being honest with yourself, getting older uh, does change things. However, if you're truly afraid of aging, keep these points in mind. Everyone is getting older. Getting older doesn't have to stop you from living. Michelle Magner is our guest today. She has a passion for connecting with people as we navigate the adventures of aging and family caregiving. And as an experienced family caregiver with many years of experience. Thanks for joining us, Michelle. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Bill and Hollis. Tell us a little bit about what you do. I have been a family caregiver for the better part of 10 years. I recently, after working in senior living for seven years, went out on my own and started a company called Inspired Senior. I am dividing my time between incentivizing and motivating us to age well, whatever that means for us, but just really shift our mindset around aging, and then also supporting people who are on that caring journey for aging family members. And I do that through a coaching practice. I do one-on-one coaching and have a group coaching program. What do you think people are usually the default is when they start realizing that they're over 60 or older and starting to age? Our default is not me. What? (laughs) We are in denial. And this is something I'm looking forward to continuing to study. But really, most of us, Bill, feel a different age than our chronological age. We just don't identify as our, our age. It feels confusing. And as a result of it, I think we're in, in a pretty big case of denial. And then we're not being proactive and taking actions that we can be taking. So it sounds to me like you're saying... We are young at heart with our minds, but 
our observations are telling us differently, that our, what we see and feel around us is telling us differently? Well, it's not just, you know, what we're seeing and feeling. It's our culture and it's the world in general. I was visiting with a woman in a skilled nursing rehab facility, and I don't know what made me ask her this question, but I asked her, how old do you feel? And she's an 82-year-old woman, completely of sound mind, and she looked at me, did not miss a beat, and said, 50. Like, I feel really confused that I'm 82 years old. And it's a result of an outdated narrative and statistics and marketing. I mean, it, marketing is just a machine, and it is always telling us what we should be thinking and feeling, and there's just not a whole lot of marketing out there supporting a positive aging journey. You know, one thing that comes to mind to me is when I was younger – and Matt here in the studio with us probably probably knows this as well. We always have this idea when we're younger, ah, these old people, get them out of the way. I want to move quicker. I want to move faster. I want to drive quicker on the highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when we become older, it's like, wait a minute, now I'm older. Now I'm considered, now now the youngins want to push me out of the way. My son, who's, of course, in his 30s, he calls me olden. And uh, he's oh. he's called me that for years, but now it's starting to hit home. So I call him youngin, you know, just to, to get back at him. What have you learned in all the studying that you've been doing? Because you're, you have a degree in, share it with us. Yeah, I have a master's certificate in gerontology, which means I made it halfway through the program, did all the uh, required work for the master's program, earned a certificate recognized by UNO, and then my father-in-law actually was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, so I had to pump the brakes on those studies, but I continue to read and and listen and study. I'm also a certified dementia practitioner and a certified life coach, and I am certified to facilitate conscious aging classes. Conscious aging. Tell us more about that. So conscious aging is actually a program um, based on the gifts and benefits of aging. It was put together by a group out of California called IONS, the Institute of Noetic Sciences. And it's an eight-week program that talks about self-compassion, forgiveness, life review, transformative practices, death makes life possible, surrender, letting go, and then creating a new vision of aging. I think that's part of what our continued issue is, is that we're not really looking at who are our aging role models. We just are taking this previous narrative of what it's like to age and passing it down. Interesting. What are some suggestions you have for people to age more gracefully? Well, I well, think... I should, I'm sorry, next, I should say graciously is the real word. Yeah. I think the first thing is just I'm a big fan of mindfulness and present present moment awareness. You know, being honest with yourself about... Um, how you're feeling, what your needs are, and I think it's really important to have those aging role models, people that you can look to, uh, that you would like to emulate as you age. We are living much, much longer, but our quality of life is not quite keeping up. So as you are aging, there's just no getting off the hook of moving your body. There are these areas called blue zones, 
which have been studied with the most people living independently that are over age 100. And the activities that these people are doing are, you know, your traditional gardening, you know, other yard work, walking, walking often and daily. Just we have to keep moving our bodies. There's no way around it. The other thing I would really offer people is I don't know anybody at this point who does not have a smartphone. And so just being aware, um, if you are on social media, to be connected with your grandkids and your kids, being aware of what is showing up in your news feed. You know, what are the ad- advertisements that are coming to you, the marketing that's coming to you, all of that influences and impacts how you're thinking and feeling about yourself as you age. You know, it's interesting. I've been in senior living for over 20 years, and anytime a 95-year-old, 85-year-old comes in to view the community, they look around and say, oh, I don't want to live with old people. Yes. <laughs> and it's so normal. And I mean, the answer is, yeah, neither do they. We have a but resident who's 104. He walks throughout the community, and he'll sit down frequently and plays his harmonica. And he just plays and plays, and it's so awesome to, to watch him. When residents say uh, that I've met, so the seniors that are in my community, they say it's hard to, to grasp aging when I'm constantly in pain. I hurt. My legs hurt. My joints hurt. So that seems to be coming uh, to their mind. A lot of them don't have to worry at this point about financial issues, but they worry about, about their health. Uh, what would you say to them? So I think the the first thing that comes to my mind is energy flows where focus goes. And if you are not engaging in stimulating and meaningful activity, which every senior living community I'm familiar with offers and provides, if you're not engaging in those meaningful activities, you are going to sit around and creak and groan about your pain. It's I just I don't true. know I don't know anybody um, who is engaged in daily activities. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my I'm I just turned fifty. My knees are a little creaky, also starting to get there when I get up off the floor and things like that, or get up out of the chair. But I don't want to focus on it because otherwise, that's all I'm going to want to talk about. It is true for someone sitting at home alone, that is really what they're focusing on, their pain. Oh, yeah. And they move from one room to another, the bathroom, the kitchen, go back to the living room, but there's not much movement. Right. I think so often the language that we're using, we treat it very lightly, like it's banter that we're having when you go to the dining room or you go to get together with your friends. And it turns into this, like, medical report and this banter of, well, if I was only younger. All of that influences your mindset about your body and how you're aging. There's a great book called The Biology of Belief, and it talks about the placebo effect of medication, just how important it is to have some belief in your body's capacity to heal itself. I don't want to take away from the 
definite biological aspect of aging. But if that's what we're focused on, then that's all we're going to be feeling. Michelle, how can someone get in touch with you to learn more about you and your work? I'm on Facebook, Michelle Magner. I have a website, michellemagner.com. And both those names are a little tricky. Michelle is just one L, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-M-A-G-N-E-R.com. All right, terrific. The second half of our show, we're going to talk a little bit about the relationship between us as aging and our kids. And before we go, Hollis, uh, how can people get in touch with you over at Harbor Chase? They can call me easily on my cell phone, which is 860-543-1010. And I'm Bill Corbett with uh, Evergreen Crossings. They can reach us at 860-327-8899. You've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's family and adults to help them get the most out of life and to really enjoy the life they have now. Listen to us next week. We'll see you then.